Welcome back to episode 12 of the Extra Cooler Show. I am Nick, otherwise known as Extra Cooler, and I am joined by Jim, Mike, and Matt. Last time you heard from us, we were capping off our road to WrestleMania. You can go back in our archives if you want to hear us break down an assortment of classic Mania matches. Later this episode, we'll give our thoughts on WrestleMania 37 and all of the events surrounding it, inside and out of the ring. This episode feels like a fresh start. I'm very excited because we sat down and watched one of the most classic Mick Foley matches from 1997. At first, I was a little disappointed that Shawn Michaels versus Mankind from In Your House Mind Games lost. But after doing my homework, Hunter Hearst Helmsley versus Cactus Jack at Madison Square Garden on Monday Night Raw from September 22nd, 1997, lived up to the hype. After our homework, Matt's dishing out some extra credit as usual. And you can find us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. Be sure to follow the Pod Foundation on social media at Pod Foundation. And if you're not already doing it, make sure you check out our team, Chick Foley Show, Turnbuckle Tavern, and Pyramid Wrestling. Be sure to follow them on Twitter, Instagram, wherever you get your social media. Check out the Pyramid Wrestling Podcast. Each week, we dive deep into all things wrestling action figures. From AEW Unrivaled, WWE Mattel Elite, our childhood WWF, WCW, ECW collections, and more, you can also find Pyramid Wrestling on YouTube. That's Pyramid Wrestling, available everywhere you listen to podcasts. I'm going to kick off what's in the cooler. I was actually running low on uh, some some beer, so I, I ran to uh, to the store and picked up a six-pack of uh, New Belgium Voodoo Ranger. I haven't had this in a while. Did Papa Shango armor, make it? <laughs> it could, you know, they should do a Papa Shango version because uh, the Voodoo and they've got the skull on the bottle always, so it, it would fit very Fits. well. Yeah. That beer has been all in all the memes lately, so you're on top of your shit there. Yeah, drink up. I got Pompadour. I'm uh, drinking it. It's uh, an American ale by the Schilling Brewing Company, bottled in Littleton, New Hampshire. And it's got a little buffalo on the cover. Very, very nice. Yeah, I thought you would like that because you're a Buffalo Bills fan. Yeah, um, yeah. It's It's pretty good, actually. First time I ever drink one of these, but uh, cheers. So I'm feeling a little inspired by Mike from a few episodes ago, and uh, you may, uh, I'll open one now. You may be able to guess what it is. Did you hear the Guinness. little Yeah, you heard oh, the little in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I got the nice. black stuff, man. Nice. And uh, the black stuff brought a tag team partner, and I got a little shot of Jane. Oh, man. Too. So, wow. <laughs> wow. We're going to do car bombs over cheers. here? Cheers. Double cheers, fellas. That, you're going to make me look especially bad right now with your combination because <laughs> I got a little something. It's from a brewery you guys might have heard of. I think it's a brewery. It's from the White Claw Brewery. Um, <laughs> it's a watermelon. Uh, I don't know what, I, what to say. I've been watching uh, Kong versus Godzilla, King Kong versus Godzilla, and I've been feeling good all night. By the way, I recommend the movie. It's got real uh, pro wrestling style booking. This is a spoiler alert, so skip ahead 15 seconds if you have to, but they kind of protect both guys. You know what I mean? It's one of those situations. So we'll leave it it's at like that. Superman versus safe. Batman. They play it safe. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's like Superman versus Batman. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Cheers, fellas. Drop by and visit the Turnbuckle Tavern, where every Thursday we give you the most in-depth analysis of all things AEW as well as dive into Impact Wrestling, NWA, and all things indie. If you like heated debates, compelling interviews, and a shot of nostalgia, you'll love the Turnbuckle Tavern. Available on Apple and Spotify. Drink it in. It always goes down smooth. All right, so here we are for our homework this week for episode 12. Uh, as I said, it's a Monday Night Raw on September 22nd, 1997. And the match is a false count anywhere. Hunter Hearst Helmsley with China facing Dude Loves. And it takes place in New York, our home state at mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden, a place where we have been before. Uh, I've actually never seen a wrestling show there, though. And I've been to quite a bit of wrestling events. 
Wow. I never knew that. I've never yeah. been, I've never been there either for a wrestling show. I was uh, thinking about that while I was watching this. We've been yep. to the Barclays center. We've been to the Nassau Coliseum. Matt though, right. you've been to what? Uh, I've been to a couple of shows in Royal Rumble. Yeah. Royal Rumble 2000. Uh, I was at the raw event that triple H made his return and still the biggest pop I have ever heard in my entire life. And that's the lead up to what the 2002 rumble. Uh, Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I feel like there's been more, but definitely those two are the, 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 the high spots, if you will. We, um, together should scratch that off the list all oh, like you oh, hell yeah. you have it but i think we if the opportunity presents itself let's make that yeah happen. yeah Absolutely. they do that classic like holiday uh show there that right. uh that yeah. some friends have gone to before that even that it's, it's just a house show but i think it's pretty classic um the, the um the crowd is hot too right this is 1997 oh, yeah. right so you're this is coming off uh the knicks losing the playoffs because of the suspensions to the heat you've i mean new york in general you got the yankees the reigning champions here what other teams the jets to so the jets so even if they're good they suck so shout out to our friends the jets fans there <laughs> oh man so i don't know if it's because i'm so obsessed with wrestling in uh 96 97 but when i think about triple h's most classic opponents the first person i always think of is mick foley and one of his personas uh i i know he's had a bunch of classic uh, uh dance partners if you will but for some reason mick foley is always the most classic to me oh uh, definitely so just to give some backstory on this match before we talk about the Raw, um, the feud between the two starts in May 1996 at Shotgun Saturday Night. Mankind defeats Hunter by uh, DQ. And I don't know, it feels weird calling him Triple H because he's not Triple H here. Uh, that for I'm assuming everybody always knows it, but that was a nickname that, that Sean gave him kind of while he was Hunter Hearst Helmsley. So... If you hear me refer to him as Hunter, it's not because me and, and Trips are tight and I know him on a first kayfabe name basis. Yeah, <laughs> I no, feel weird no, calling him Triple H. No, you're right, though, because it's uh, he's in a transition period here, right? He's like joined DX. He's His character's changing, but they it's as much as the graphic right. shows him in his blue blood, blood, like his gear, whatever that thing is. Like, him and Sean are friends, but they're yeah, not looks- DX yet. Yeah, he looks like he's yeah. one of the founding fathers in the uh, graphic. He's, he's, he's <laughs> but he is he's Triple H still. I mean, he's like a DX guy, but he's still losing some yeah. of that old. Oh, stuff. totally. They uh, they actually um, at the time of the this event, they're really like on that cusp. They're like not in that intercontinental tier, but they're not quite in the main event picture at the time. And that feud goes throughout the summer beforehand uh, with with. Hunter and either Mankind or Dude Love, who's introduced that July. Actually, Hunter Hearst Helmsley defeats Mankind at the 1997 King of the Ring to become King of the Ring. Yeah. Um, is this has got to be then trips fresh out of the doghouse because yes. of the curtain call, right? Mm-hmm. Yes, he was supposed to win it in 96, but pulled the curtain call and uh, he was in the doghouse, as Jim said. But then there's even another classic match before this, and that's Mankind in the Steel Cage. And mankind comes out victorious at SummerSlam. The blue stage. Um, yes. Oh, so glorious. I miss it. Here, once again, we see Foley channel his alter ego, do love throughout that summer. Back and forth, he bounces between the gimmicks. And this is actually the big blow-off of the feud for a while. I call I'm gonna call this part one of their feud because they go back and forth in the late nineties and into the early two thousands, which we spoke about, uh, you know, Matt seeing them at MSG. So as Mike said, uh, DX had formed. They were like starting to work together, uh, but they weren't referred to as DX. They didn't have right. the, the classic DX theme music. That they comes in October, merch. like a month later. Right. And Rick Rude's working with them the night before, was it? It aired when uh, so. uh, WWF One Night Only, Shawn Michaels beats the British Bulldog to become the first ever Grand Slam champion and win the European title. Um, also in that event, uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley defeats dude love. And that was billed as September 21st. And here we are raw September 22nd, 1997 from MSG. I've said this so many times. This is the best era in wrestling. Uh, I love watching the transition happen and this isn't like things haven't gone crazy. Cause you know, 
Stone Cold's just starting to to rise and and elevate. Uh, he he hasn't won his first championship yet, but man, this is a good raw. This is just after he gets dropped on his head by Owen too. Yeah, yes. he's, he's he's on the shelf, but he's still mm-hmm. on the show because he's so hot. Um, but like you said about this being your favorite era of wrestling, it's amazing what they did because the roster is, is small, right? It's not there's not a big roster, deep roster, but the top is so heavy. Oh, between, totally. Between who do you got? You got Austin, you have Brett, you have Michaels, the Undertaker, Mick Foley, who you know he hasn't been elevated to a title guy yet, but like yeah, but still. I mean, think of like it, the rock oh, is up and coming here. Yeah. And it's, it is the talent at the top is yeah. incredible. And Kama Mustafa. Whole, Kama Mustafa is holding it down in the mid card. <laughs> and, and I, man, maybe I'm a WWF Mark, but I love, I love this version of DX and this version of the heart foundation probably more than I like NWO. Um, that's a whole nother discussion, I think, but that's- Let's talk about Raw. Let's talk about this whole card before we get into the match, because like Jim said, it's it feels stacked. There's five matches on the card. It's a two-hour Raw, which, man, they should take some hints these days. Yeah, miss it. <laughs> but uh, it, it's great. There's the Intercontinental Tournament, uh, mm. Intercontinental Title Tournament that's going on in it, and, and Raw kicks off with Ahmed Johnson versus Rocky Maivia. Anybody have anything to say about Ahmed that we have not already said? Boy, he, what to say. <laughs> go, he, go ahead, Matt. He pierces his hand in this, and he like takes a bump outside the ring over near the announce table, and he really messed himself up in this, uh, in this episode. And at one point he's holding his hand like the berserker <laughs> and uh, yeah. you expect oh, just, you're just seeing the blood pour out of it. So uh, definitely a different time. Here's the question though. Ahmed Johnson, the walking injury, what, what does he even get hurt on? I think he's the first man to cut his hand on the mat or something yeah. <laughs> yeah. like this guy. You can't walk three steps oh, without getting hurt. And it's, it's a vicious injury. Like you say, it looks like a horror movie type wound. The crazy but, part is Vince Vince really liked Ahmed, but man, this guy couldn't get it together. He was always hurt. He stinks. Like honestly, watching him, he stinks. <laughs> like he's just not good. His punches look bad. I don't know. He's it must be just, the knee pads over his thighs. Yeah, it's, it's, it's all about Wedgie City. Wedgie yeah. City. <laughs> he's a little too oiled up too. I, I don't know. Maybe yeah. that's why he got hurt so much. He's all greasy. He's <laughs> slipping around. Can't even oh. make out some of the things he says sometimes. No, he's yeah, he's he, yet he wins and, and and beats Rocky Maivia. He pops off that Pearl River plunge out of nowhere. He, and he does. Not, that, that's the thing. Not only does he he's famously always injured, but he always injures other people too. And you it's yes. surprising that they let him do that move to people. Right. You know, right. Like, uh, frustrating. Let's move on. So the next match on the card is Legion of Doom versus the Nation of Domination, Farouk and Kama. Excuse me. Excuse me. Are we just going to gloss over the Sable laser yeah, tag? Yeah, no, we, we have to talk about that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I left that out of my notes. And I now that it's Sable versus Fink, right? Yes. I actually did my graduate school dissertation on this commercial. So I, I didn't know if you wanted to talk about it more. If you, if you have something to add, though, please do, because it is it's something something to behold i'll put a link to your dissertation in the notes yes please do yeah, it's about absolutely. 103 pages fully okay. cited long bibliography <laughs> oh great. man i don't have much to say about that or the tag team match you know it's, it's, it's just cool to see the legion of doom yeah. honestly yes and yes. sunny and sunny yeah <laughs> just screaming them down the aisle yeah she's a terrible ring announcer but that's eh, cool that's <laughs> yeah. all right god, god that, that's that's my think thing when i watch her i'm like you know, God bless Sonny. That's all I can say. God bless her. <laughs> yep. Yep. And thank God for, for whoever kept her on our screen. Because... And, thank God for, and thank God for the guy in the mall newsroom who sold us those magazines with Sonny on yeah. the cover. We were nervous. Like, is he going to let us buy the Sonny magazine? Was it, was it the Christmas one? Yeah. Raw magazine, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Yes. What a day. What a day. <laughs> Moving right along. Uh, <laughs> So we've got our next match in the Intercontinental Title Tournament. It's semifinal match, and it's Owen versus Pillman. Um, at this point in time, Pillman is holding uh, Marlena uh, hostage, and he's got her dressed <laughs> in in only the way that Brian Pillman could could dress a woman um, when he captures her. <laughs> yeah, captures. I- 
This is very nineties. So let's just say this is very nineteen nineties, so right? Pillman won her services in a yes. match yes. gold dust at in your house previous to this raw. It was only two weeks old at this point. So now he's got the services of Marlena for 30 days. And I think they say <laughs> during the episode, they're like day 16 or something like that, which of course plays a part throughout the entire episode of raw, but I'll, I'll let Nick, you go ahead. No, there's, that's just like, I think not to harp on like current product, but that's something that the current product is missing. Like, We've got Pillman Pillman coming out and like cutting this promo and he knows he's got to have a match with Owen. But then, you know, meanwhile, there's this whole thing with Goldust going on on the side and and they don't do that enough anymore. Um, It's always just like feud. And then the next night is the rematch and the next night is the rematch to the rematch. And you're, uh, it's all that's you're right. It's the mid card storyline that's so good. Like this is a none it's not yeah. a title. There's no titles involved, but it's a pretty in-depth storytelling for the right. mid card. Yeah. And and then the two of them don't want to face and, and Pillman comes out in the sling yeah. and yes. and they and uh, who's the commissioner? Why am I drawing a blank? Slaughter. Slaughter. <laughs> Slaughter. He throws the mic at Pillman and he he, yeah. he, he catches it. He's like, Oh, that arm looks fine to me. And uh, classic movie <laughs> makes them makes them have a match, and uh, it's it's just like the most boring match to start off because they're just doing like you know dungeon holds. Yeah, they, sh- they shake think hands like finger everything. poke of doom style. Like. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of funny, and the crowd hates it. It is boring. boring. Yeah. they're and going Mar- like not even half speed, like quarter right. speed. Marlena uses her bag and smacks Owen in the back of the head, I think. And then, and then they actually start to get into it. And it's just, it, it's just a hot mess. But, but Owen at the end is, is classic. Owen is saying how he's going to win the title for his, my brother, Brett. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I can't get enough heart foundation. They're one of my favorite factions. Not to bring it down a notch here, but it's, it's pretty sad watching this is that Pillman was gone 13 days later. It's, it, you, uh, it's, you don't, we, we barely knew him in WWE. Yeah, I know. We only, you know, he had a crazy run. I wish we got to see more of him because he's, he brings it, man. That guy is intense. Yeah. Such a and, bizarre uh, fit in the Hart Foundation, too. Yeah. Uh, to me, it always added. Oh, he, like, he brings the chaos to them. Like, yeah. You know, not, yeah. he's not Brett. You know what I mean? He is like, right. But, and if, but it's, right. it works it's a loose so cannon. Well. He's a loose cannon. His music's cool too. I think his music's pretty underrated. Yeah. That like it's got like the piano thing going. It's cool. Dun, 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 yeah. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah. So before we get to our match, you're um, going to talk about the Stradex advertisement, right? <laughs> yeah. This episode is brought to you by Stradex. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I just wanted to tie this back to something Matt said in an earlier episode where we kind of. WF grew up with us. We grew up with it. It also grew up with us. And now they're presenting uh, acne medication to us as we're teenagers, young teenagers. Did Strudex actually work though? I don't think it ever worked. It like just dried my yeah. skin out. And yeah, it didn't do anything. Made the pimples much worse. <laughs> Screw you, Strudex. <laughs> uh, Sorry, go ahead. So, so before we get to our homework match, um, this is actually, th- this draw is super iconic and not only because of triple H versus cactus Jack, it's actually iconic because of the moment that happens beforehand stone cold comes out and he is not cleared to wrestle because of the injury that he suffered at SummerSlam from Owen Hart. And and this is legit. This is not a work. And he's just, he's doing classic stone cold things. He's raising hell in the ring and Vince hops out from an around the announcement. He attacks Owen. That's the, uh, yes. Yes. Owen I'm has sorry. A res- Owen has a restraining order against him. That's why right. there's police there. Oh, is yes. that what it is? Uh, yes. New York City police are there. I'm sorry for forgetting that. Thank you. I was just too excited to talk about that. That raw black and red jean jacket. That oh, yes. Rocks. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder after watching the A and E uh, memorabilia show, I wonder how much that is valued at it's got to be like ten thousand dollars where is it i want to know Do i don't you still know. own it wrestling for hope, sale where are you at I, on that i hope whoever has it also has the uh black jean cargo pants yes. that he wears. Yes. <laughs> the, 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 it's the combination yeah, right. i think he do you think he, he i bet you he owns it and he puts it on like without an undershirt for linda <laughs> uh, well welcome to the war zone linda. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So he uh 
he's trying to calm Stone Cold down. We all we all want to see you wrestle, of course. And it leads to the first ever Stone Cold Stunner to Vince McMahon, which sets up probably the biggest feud in wrestling ever, or at least one of the most successful feuds. The best part is Vince doesn't he he takes one of those like realistic stunners. He just drops like dead weight. And my favorite part convulses. is yeah, he convulses, but also like the camera catches his eyes and he looks like he's just staring up into the <laughs> ceiling with like these beady little eyes. So good. Um, yeah, I think he, he almost, he, I feel like he took a page out of the Hogan's uh, notebook with a fish out yes. of water thing. Almost. It's like, he's yeah, like right. You know. Made me wonder when I saw it, I was wondering, did, uh, did he give the fish out of water to Hogan or vice versa? Or did he mm. take it from Hogan? I don't know. You know who, who? had a good fish out of water? Farouk. Ron Simmons. <laughs> really? I got to go back and do my yeah. Farouk homework now. Yeah, you should. Oh, now I'm curious. Well, well, we'll put that poll on Twitter. Top five fish out D- of water. D- uh, Devon, too. Devon had a oh, good. Devon. Hmm. Oh, yeah. Devon. <laughs> yes, I remember Devon now that you're saying it. The best is I love JR Ghost. Austin is going directly to jail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, Lawler sells it as he is, like, really pissed at Austin for doing this. Um, yeah, I which makes no yeah. sense because he, like... I don't. I don't know. They're saying he's going to be fired too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like yeah. that he's he's walking away and uh, police with the police, and he's in handcuffs, and his music plays again. Like it's so <laughs> yeah. great. Like I love it's it. so so <laughs> attitude era. I love it. Uh, and the pop from the MSG crowd is insane when the glass breaks again, and he's flipping off. Vince in the handcuffs, his hands behind his back, still flipping the bird. And oh man, it was it was really good. But. um I feel like it's one of those like cathartic moments for the crowd. They're like waiting for it. Like, and then right. it happens. Right. Cause it, the, the lead up happened. It built, it, it, it built, it, yes. it started with him stunning Lawler and then it gets to Jr. Yep. And then it gets to Vince. And this, I believe is the first time they start talking about him as the owner of the WWF yes. point in time as well. So this, this, this point in time in, in raw history, they had, Monday Night Raw, and they had Raw as War for the back half of that episode. So, well, no, it's uh, Raw as War, and then War Zone they call it. War right? Zone, my uh, yes. War Zone. So, and they you, replay the uh, intro. You get yeah, exactly. So you get back from break after this, and it goes into the intro for the second hour, and then it's all cameras to the announce table where King is just ripping into Austin about how <laughs> how awful this is how could you do this to the owner of the wwf and and uh he's talking about how he's going to be fired and and all that and jr is of course uh is, is joining in on that party and then that's when triple h's music or hunter hearst helmsley's music hits how so good is that pompous. music how good is so that music pompous. i love that music ho, 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 yeah. ho, ho. And the fact that he's with China is such a good pairing, in my opinion. Um, it's amazing. He, the best is he comes down in that, that bedazzled robe. And uh, again, he's the recently crowned 1997 King of the Ring. And my favorite is he's, he's still doing that Greenwich bow, but he's also throwing in like random crop yes. chops. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just like, boom, to the <laughs> crown. <laughs> That's what's amazing about pro wrestling is that you have these transition periods where they're like, they've got, he's got a leg in two worlds, you know, like (laughs) one leg still in the blue blood and the others in like this uh, DX thing that they, like Mike said earlier, that they have not named yet. It's, it's so interesting to watch. And, and if they, if they knew how big the pre-match promo and the match would have been, I don't know if they would have cut to uh, (laughs) King ecstatic. Uh, as he's ready to interview Rhonda Shear, who had, her, her her headlights have been staring us <laughs> in the eyes for for the last minute or so. Um, Rhonda <laughs> Shear is the host of Up All Night, and uh, it's a USA show, a US, right? yeah, yeah. So it's basically like the 1997 version of Silk Stalking yeah. or uh, Chris Lino's best, if you will. How much um, does USA Network owe the WWE, WWF? Like without <laughs> them, but they they've like the worst programming in the yeah. world. Like it's I'm awful. sorry, if you watch if you watch Psych or Monk, get get lost, <laughs> get lost. What about Go ahead. Suits? Is that one suits, of them? Suits, yeah, Suits, yeah. Uh, suits. Get it, take get out of here. <laughs> USA Television. Sorry, so this, Ron, apologies this, to Ronda here. <laughs> The best part of the up all night thing, like Lawler gets in this sleazy line at the end, but like he does some little laugh, right? But 
JR comes back and he goes, well, not even Rhonda could raise the dead. And like, it sounds like JR just landed like an erectile dysfunction joke on the king. Yeah. And this is so this is where we talk about blue chew guys. So um, <laughs> so when you're will when your willy's a little wobbly, no, I got nothing. <laughs> All night. Moving along, up all night, yeah. <laughs> Forget Moving about along. Blue Chew. All you need to do is look at Ronda Shear. Yeah. <laughs> Moving along. This episode, I've, we've said it before, and I, I, you've figured it out already. Um, it's iconic because of the Stone Cold Stunner being the first stunner that he delivers to Vince, but also it's the debut of Cactus Jack. So I said this earlier, the match is billed and scheduled to be Do Love, but as his music plays, you see him on, on the Titan Tron. He starts cutting a classic dude love promo using all the, the classic groovy and, and he's going to introduce a kinder man and he brings in mankind and mankind has that. I, I love the mankind voice. Um, yeah. Just like twisted. And then they, they call on their friend Cactus Jack to take care of work. And this is the first time we see Cactus Jack. We've said this so many times. We are classic WWF marks. Mm -hmm. we, we dabble a little bit in WCW. I remember Cactus Jack from the old magazines that yes, I had. Yes, um, yes. And he was in those. And I can remember I held on to it. And when he became Mankind, we went back and looked at those magazines. And we're like, that's Mankind. That's Mankind. Um so again, it's pretty cool to see Cactus Jack come out uh, again. Like you don't know the music, but you see all three McFoley personas on the Titan Tron talking to each other. If you don't plan on going back and watching this entire raw, which is a mistake. If you don't go and YouTube that promo, because that promo alone is gold. That promo, I have two things to say first uh, about the Cactus Jack and the magazines is that I don't think people realize today. I mean, this point has been made a million times on the internet, but the fact that we were living in a magazine era. So like those Cactus Jack things in what pro wrestling illustrated, whatever right. you're reading, that was like Greek mythology. Like that was oh, something totally. that happened somewhere else and it was bloody and it was insane. And it was like, so to right. see it on now brought onto your TV was like, Oh man, it's a big, it was a big, right deal and but, and, yeah. and the guys in those magazines too like i know this has been talked about so much about mick foley and his career but guys in those magazines and during that era were all like ripped steroids uh yeah. huge and either you were that or you were big like big guy like king kong bundy or earthquake or typhoon like mm -hmm. that type of guy um so to see a guy like mick foley who's a big guy but doesn't have any definition to his body <laughs> your point about the promo it's incredible like if you're gonna watch one thing watch that promo it reminded me of like music in a way like it reminded me of like the beach boys this guy is he cuts three different promos and they're harmonizing with each yeah. other harmonizing it's brian wilson like next level shit that is it's, mick yeah. foley and it is and it and it's, yep. it's another thing to say about this roster it is loaded like with the best maybe the best like some of the best yes. of all time all time yeah mick foley has to be up there um and these three characters, are, oh man, they're so good. What I love about this promo is that when Mankind comes out, he gives Dude Love a high five and they yeah. like figure out yeah. a way to make it believable and look really good. Yeah. Uh, and then Dude yeah. Love goes into why, um, you know, false count anywhere is, is not my, not exactly my bag. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. And I, how about, how about a uh, mankind when he first comes in, he goes, Hey, you really are eye candy for the chicks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So good. And how about the crowd uh, popping for Cactus Jack though? When oh man. Boom. And, and then he's selling it. Yeah. Triple H sells this like he's going to face death himself and yes. not just the king of the death match. But so like, good. It, 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 it's unbelievable. And this one is not as good as the one he does in 2000. But we'll save that for another episode. <laughs> this is one of those I, matches where you're like, mm, maybe I give Triple H too much shit. You know, like, yeah, this he's, he's awesome. Triple H is probably like one of the best dance partners, if you will. Yeah, uh, I was going to save this, but man, he's, he's Mr. Reliable. Uh, he, he may not be viewed to most people as like a, a Shawn Michaels or a Bret Hart or, 
even like a macho man, but he's, he doesn't get enough credit in my opinion. No, he does all the little things. So good. Yes. So well, that's why he does what he does right now. Also. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's, um, oof, if I call him the glue, people will really kill me on the internet, but he's, that's true. He, in like a match like this, I mean, Mick Foley's the superstar, but like he, it takes two. Like yeah. Nick said, he is a great dance partner. Yeah. Um, I love how the match starts off with Cactus Jack just throwing things from behind the curtain. You've got like the shovel and, yeah. and just like garbage getting thrown out there. And he comes out there with the garbage pail filled with trash. Um, it, it just starts off so hot. Cactus Jack destroying uh, Hunter Hearst Helmsley and the two of them taking some pretty big bumps uh, on exposed concrete right off the bat. How pretty is that neck breaker that, uh, oh, that Cactus Jack does? Oh, it's you don't see that move often. That's like a, a, a Mick Foley special, right? That specific neck breaker with like he yeah. takes the arms and spins and drops. Yeah. Like, oh, it, it looks so good. And on the exposed oh. floor, oh. nothing yeah. like the neck breakers your brother used to try and give no, us. No, no, those are yeah. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> that was oh, the rude awakening variety. Yeah. <laughs> China gets involved early. Uh, She's ringside. The crowd looks like they are overflowing in that place. Um, They are stuffed in there. And she derails Cactus Jack's offense, clotheslines him over the guardrail into the crowd. And I love, I've always loved the camera picking up Mick Foley's sounds. I've always loved that. Yes. There's a there's a spot before the China bit where um, Cactus does this running clothesline against Triple H, who's already against the ropes, and they both got out of the ring, right? And then Cactus, outside the ring, he pauses for a second. He's so good at working the crowd. And he goes, bang, bang. Like yeah. the audience the audience goes berserk for yep. it. And then moments later, Lawler just goes, Cactus Jack is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so good. Like Lawler, I mean, he deserves a lot of the shit he gets, but he could be really funny sometimes. Yes, and that's like a perfect, perfect little line right there. In a recent Untold, uh, Mick Foley started telling us the origin of of bang bang oh no way and it came from the b-52s bang yes. bang on the drum or whatever that lyric is yeah and then he he said he used it once on camera and then yeah, he love just shack. shortened it yeah love shack thank you and then he just shortened it to bang bang but yeah he he <laughs> and that's and, iconic for me that bang bang and the my yeah like the, the little gun hands so good yeah and it should be mentioned i don't think we've said it yet that he is in front of his hometown crowd here right he's a yes, long island boy right. so he right. is ready and he's they had no problem telling us about it too yeah no yeah the whole no. story especially yeah. with uh with dude love they talk mm-hmm. about it all the time Foley's taking body slams in the back on that exposed concrete. <laughs> and it's, it just looks brutal before he busts out the fire extinguisher, which leads to Cactus Jack sending Hunter into the railing and it completely falls over. I, I don't think I've ever seen that happen. The yeah. entire front row is basically like fresh meat, like ready to, ready to pounce if they want. The commentary says as much that like, I've never seen this happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is like the I mean, bike rack style Yes. Yeah, I crack. Yeah, the, exactly. And the whole thing comes down. Reminds me of like the front road, like a show you would see in the nineties, you know, like, right. Yes. We went, right. We went to kid rock and power man 5,000 at a <laughs> Hammerstein ballroom. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Another iconic wrestling venue. Yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. This match is about 13 minutes long, I think. And it's, it's really fun. Both guys are taking a beating. There's, feels like there's never a lull in the action. Not at all. Um, there's not. Non-stop it's action. Back and forth. So fast-paced, which, I mean, what more can you ask for? We've got a Cactus Jack hitting a, a sunset flip off the ring apron, which just looks like it hurts him significantly more. Yo, it's uh, so smooth, though. He's, it is. I mean, you, talk, you talked about before how he's not the natural wrestler looking, you know, he's not right. ripped, or, but man... The guy is a freak athlete. Yeah. He can do anything. Like, and he's, it's oh, amazing. so true. But I think the, and he, I think the natural padding helps him, like, not to call him, yes, like, husky, no, whatever you want to say. He's just, a, he's a big dude with a big body that can, like, yep. absorb this shit. Talk about and absorbing bumps. Like, his, <laughs> his classic, like, WCW move was the running elbow off of the apron yep. to the outside. And he does that here again. It's a little different because he goes up to the second rope. 
and then jumps to the outside and Triple H or excuse me, Hunter Hemsley uh, <laughs> moves off of the garbage can and he drops the elbow straight through the garbage oh, can. And that was the first beautiful. spot that I was like, Ugh. yeah, I, yeah. I, Oh, this, that's, this that's after uh uh triple trips gets uh, Irish whipped <laughs> out of the ring. He does a yeah. sick, like to give credit to Triple H, man. He goes out like Michael's going up the top yeah. with Flair doing the move. Like he goes whoom out onto the floor. And then, like Matt says, yeah. the, the garbage can gets leveled. China's involvement can cannot be left out in this. Um that one point, you know, right after that sunset flip when both guys recover, uh Foley gets up and China hits him with the chair and he either no sells it or I I was a little confused. Like, was he no selling it or was he just trying to show like, get the hell out of my way type thing. But that leads to China getting, getting smashed (laughs) against the steel. This this was ugly. So she goes for a second chair shot and Foley catches it. And then triple H from behind pushes Cactus Jack into China and they both go tumbling into the ring steps. And my God, is that a brutal, brutal bump? And She's out referees, cold. yeah, referees come down. They do a great job selling it, whether she was really hurt or not, who knows? But man, that that spot was another one that made you cringe. J- JR throughout that is suggesting to King that he goes and gives her mouth to mouth, which is like it's <laughs> <laughs> <just> so stupid. <laughs> And so pointless. Um, they're working their way up the ramp, and it's that classic steel ramp, which I feel like you could hear every step and every move they make on that. And Foley's head is bouncing off of it left and right. At one point, they do a crucifix pin yeah. on the ramp. I th- thought that was so bizarre. Like, when do you ever see a crucifix pin <laughs> yeah. on the ramp? Like, what? And that thing looks so unforgiving, too. Yeah. And it's just heads bouncing yeah. off of there. I, I love that you see all the pyro burns uh, yes. on the metal when you're when you're up close to it, especially during a finish. I know we're not there yet, but you you really see them uh, at that point. No, let's get there because Hel- uh, Helmsley brings out a table and, and is that really brings- a table? No. Yeah, not, not, I, your, I was, <laughs> not your normal wrestling table, mind no, you. No, I don't even know if that's plywood. Yeah, it, <laughs> it, it looks it, so thin. It looks like plywood like with a bingo legs. hall. Yeah. 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 It bends heavily when they're standing. <laughs> yeah. sort of oh my <laughs> gosh. Oh, when they get on there, do it not looks take like it away crack. from what happens though. Cause that is, and this is months. You want to say what, what's the move? What do they do? Helmsley goes for the pedigree. Yes. Catches a low blow. Yes. Uh, right. And then immediately thereafter cactus Jack delivers the pile driver through the table into the steel and the beauty of this is that Jack Cactus Jack just falls onto yeah onto Helmsley so good. for the one two three and China is just a hair behind yes. in trying timing, to come in. China's timing is impeccable on this. Oh, it's like, perfect. It's so good because you know she's knocked out and she just comes the last second. Yes, it's, these mm. little underrated things they don't do anymore. <laughs> no, that's right. beautiful. How about we, I'm amazed that WWF went to the pile driver well a month after Austin. Yeah, a, this was. A, suspect table <laughs> yeah yeah but we we have to talk about the cactus jack celebration they, oh, they i love it in, <laughs> look they zoom in on him and you get that crazed look in his eyes where a smile he's in pain but he is smiling about it he is happy yes. as can be and then uh gives the thumbs up while he's doing it and then the bang bang comes out yes yeah. it looks like he's doing like his version of a spinneroony yes so <laughs> just spinning around on his hip this, and he crawls this, away. This it, it reminds me of Homer Simpson in like a Treehouse yes, of Horrors, yes. and he's yes. running around while he's on like his side on the floor, yeah, giving the oh, double yeah. the double gun fingers yes. with the and then just spinning in a circle. And yes, then, it's the Homer do, Homer uh, all work and no play makes Homer go crazy. Yes, Don't mind if I do. That's it. And oh man, I I love it. He rolls behind the curtain because it's still a curtain at this point, and then and then it's pretty much over at that point. In front of his home crowd, he must um, have felt good. He must unreal. have felt good about that. That is money. And like I said, this this caps off part one of the feud between uh, Mick Foley and Triple H. Whew, it, this match, like I said, was quick. Thirteen minutes. It was fun. Completely unexpected. We we thought we were going to get Dude Love versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley, and it turned out to be the debut of Cactus Jack. It's in the second hour of Raw. It would easily be the main event in any Raw that follows. That's what's crazy. It's not the main event. 
before we talk about that and mention anything, um, and before we talk about the Survivor Series Super Supper Sweepsake, I want to hear your cans in the cooler because we're not giving our cans in the cooler for this Raw. We can talk more about Raw, but I want to know how many cans in the cooler do you give this match, Cactus Jack versus Hunter Hearst Helmsley? Who wants to go first? I'll, I'll go. I'll, I'll set the tone, man. This is a five-star match. Amen. It's in the Tokyo Dome, too. It's in Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. Everybody's hot. It's the hometown crowd. Cactus Jack debuts in WF. It's five stars. Yep. What? What? How do you penalize? Yeah. Take away a point from this? Go for no. it. Someone try. You, 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 and I tend to agree, and I completely agree. So I'll let you two take over. Matt saw the better version of this, so let's. Oh, I did. Yeah, the 2000 Royal Rumble in the street fight. I just hope we get the uh, we get to that eventually. I'd love to cover that match. One of my favorites of all time. But man, I, I'm usually the guy that comes in under. I, I'm sticking with you guys in a five, yeah. man. Nice. This, watching this match and this Raw in general, and I know we're not going off the full Raw right now, but this made me want to watch 1997 yes. Raws or 1997 WWF from front to back. Like, there's a part of me Best that's really era. that's really interested in starting at you know Survivor Series '96 and rolling straight on through. And this match and the tempo. And the character building and everything that came along with it, the storytelling was just so much fun. And Cactus Jack to me is is one of the greats and and Foley in in general. But Cactus Jack is my favorite face of Foley. So five stars. Yeah, uh, five bang bangs out of five. For there me. we go. So I think we're all wow. in consensus here. Nice. It's just um, it's got everything you want. They've got the promo. It's got the the feud that you know that's been long going and uh debut uh just lots of action like it's it's good it's really good perfect it's yeah. and the best part about it is uh, i don't know about you guys but i remember watching this live we were in high school yep. we watched yep. i watched it live on monday night so it was a complete surprise um you know we had no we thought we were getting dude love again you know which is something that we see so much now is the rematch the night after the original match and we're sick of, but this is such a swerve and it was executed perfectly. That's such a great point is that we, we are watching all these matches when we do these things years later, decades later. Right. And you take for granted the, 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 how you watched it the first time. I mean, if I didn't give this a five, if I gave it like a four, you making that point would make me raise it to a five because Imagine this the first time and like the surprise right. of it. And in the moment, it's, it's perfect. Like it's perfect. And this is a first man, all four of yes. us, all, uh, yeah, given a five-star match here. This is, a, this is a must watch raw for anybody that's listening. Even if you remember it, I hope we gave you enough of a reason to go back and watch it. Um, it's raw. It's quick. It's obviously the commercials are cut out, so I don't even know what the timestamp says. Only like an hour and a half. Commercial. Yes, most. You get most. Sable. You Funny get laser tag Sable, and you get Stridex. Yeah. <laughs> Ninety so, minutes and thirty-four seconds is the entire. Oh, man, if you have, if you have it, and would I recommend if you don't have the time for the full episode of Raw, then just start around um, when you know the Stone Cold stuff happens and that Pillman uh, Owen Hart match, because it's it's excellent. Does anybody want to talk about Brett? Because all I can think of is, I don't know what he said. It's just classic Brett coming down and rah, 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 I'm, like I'm yelling allowed, at, at someone. I'm not allowed to talk about Brett anymore. It's It's been banned no. from my vocabulary. If if we go into Brett too much, I'm going to start to side with, with Matt. As much as I love this version of Brett, listening to him cut that quick little promo in the ring before his match with Goldust, I, I almost texted you guys and said, Brett on the mic there is why Shawn Michaels is better than Bret Hart. Yeah, I I'll, I get what you're saying. I love that Brett is leaning into his worst heel persona here, though. Yes. He, he is a, he's a jerk, right? Like, oh, yeah. like and he's is, pissed. Yeah, and he's, he's legit, too. You know what I mean? Like, you know he's pissed that, like, New York hates him now. And, like, you, it wasn't very long ago that everybody was cheering for him. And now they hate his guts. Not me. And, yeah, <laughs> you hated him from the start. And he, like, <laughs> I like he flips off the fans nonchalantly. Like, he's, he believes his own stuff, too. He's, like, talking. He's not afraid of The Undertaker. He's not afraid yeah. of Michaels. <laughs> to, to 
turn it back just a little though, before Brett comes out, we get uh, Michaels and Undertaker yes. again, which has been like a, a thing on this episode. They go back and forth cutting promos on each other. And uh, in this one, um, Michaels comes out and calls Undertaker a dead ass or you're dead ass, <laughs> so like, whatever. And then Triple H is back in action yes. after yes. that match. And he yes. attacks the Undertaker and you get all of DX. when they bandaged, were- His head is bandaged yeah, his head up. Is right. bandaged. His head's wrapped. <laughs> You get DX before they're DX, but they're an actual faction here. So the one thing about DX when post Rude is it's a trio. It's not really a faction, right? right. Like, right. I know, like, is are the New Day a faction? Uh, you know what I mean? Like, De- no. Definitely have to go back. Sorry to cut you off. You no, have ahead. to go back and watch this before Peacock goes and edits it because yeah. there is <laughs> there is definitely a lot of stuff that Peacock will Ooh. edit out of this oh, they're Monday gonna, Night they're Raw. Gonna clean this up uh, if they start going through the archives. I wish that Rue didn't leave them is my point though. Yes. Yeah. I feel like there was some real good stuff that they could have done with. Imagine you got younger Michaels and triple H, right. And like, now you have Rick Rude, who used to be like that kind of guy. So would he be like their cool uncle who used to be in porn or something like that? Like, so, <laughs> and, but they yes. put him in a they put him in a suit. Like, I imagine does he, he have his like, VHS tapes in that briefcase? Yeah, that he's yes. like dishing out. Yes, <laughs> free here's, samples. Perfect. Here's my, here's my demo. Was, perfect. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. But it's but they're the best. That foursome is awesome. Not to. The DX trio is great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. With Rude, it added this other element. It was really cool. And uh, kicking I'm, the Undertaker's ass. It's awesome. I'm, I'm still laughing now, picturing Rick Rude as like the guy outside of the concert that's handing <laughs> yes. out his burned CDs to you. Yeah. 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 Exactly. You, what, what I, about, used, I used to be a star. <laughs> <laughs> what about when... Uh, like Undertaker's music hits and he starts like kind of running out to the ring. It's yeah. like the most awkward thing because the guy has like the last music you would ever expect for that type of attitude. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I think this uh, this episode reminded me why I didn't like The Undertaker when I was younger because his promos are so slow. Yeah. <laughs> Awful. The guy takes 10 years to get to a point. It's like, oh my God. I hated man. him like, growing yeah, up. Yeah, I'm like, get to the point. Like, I don't need all the ghostly imagery. Like, just shut no. up. Let's go. There's a ton of iconic pieces of WWF history in this episode between the Cactus Jack promo, between the Sean, My- uh, I'm sorry, between the um, Cactus Jack promo, the stunner to McMahon, you get the iconic like hands up in the corner lights going on for undertaker image that they use every mm-hmm. single time. Like there's so much in this episode that makes it worth to go back and watch. And the the last match, the Goldust Brett is not as good as you imagine it to be. Like on paper, that sounds amazing, right? But it's like a schmozzy kind of match. But you get at the end, um, everybody runs in, right? It's like a classic old school Raw. Yes. It ends with like the double choke slam as we go off the air. But what I love is that like um, Anvil and Bulldog show up wearing like sweatpants. (laughs) (laughs) This is the war zone, mind you, right? These guys are showing up. And these two, I guarantee you, those two are going commando on there. They're like... These guys didn't even have time to put like pants on. Like, like oh, no. we better go run out there. Like, <laughs> hey, the rhino. Yeah, the, hey, the rhino is ready. He doesn't have his jockeys on, but he's got his sweats. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, yeah, five out of five. If, five uh, out of five. <laughs> if, if you. The if Raw you, is a six out of five. Yes, I totally agree. At, at MSG. At MSG. This Raw is must-watch. Go watch it. Uh, September 22nd, 1997. Find it. It's on Peacock. Um, season 5 now. Yes. Uh, season 5 of Monday Night Raw. I kind of like that. On yeah. Peacock. <laughs> Ooh, season 5, yeah. <laughs> All right, so next episode, we are going to be breaking down a match from this man who who debuts shortly after this Raw, Kane. We have decided on four matches from Kane. I'm going to be posting them in my Instagram story at Extra Cooler. You can pick which Kane match we are going to talk about. And uh, spoiler alert: never been a really big fan of Kane. No one has here. No one. <laughs> I don't know how we got here. I was at work today and the, the text chain's going crazy. All of a sudden we're covering Kane. All right. That's fine. All right. And blame Mike. Yeah. Mikey work rate really likes Kane. 
I'm actually well, it's, actually it's gonna be Mike, fun. It's gonna be Mike fun. had a, had the cane man. I did back have a cane Nassau mask. Cal- That's true. That's true. There's the time. Eight bucks. It's always good to get the cheapest item at the merch table. Yeah, give me the cane mask. Mike was also in ninth grade and no tenth grade and had a beard, full beard, better than I could grow right now. Hey. <laughs> Mike is doing the uh Kane's first words. Do it, go for Suck it. it. He's holding <laughs> he's holding his hand up to his chin too, because that's the, the thing that allows him to say it. Uh oh man. So again, we're we're breaking down a cane match. He- head over to Extra Cooler's Instagram story to to help us pick which one. Matt, it's time for that extra credit. <laughs> Hey guys, Chick Foley here. If you like what you're hearing on this Pod Foundation production, you should check out my podcast, The Chick Foley Show, where each week myself, the heel husband, and the MVP bring you the fans' perspective on all the action inside and outside of the squared circle. We keep you up to date on the latest in wrestling figure news, give you retro wrestling recommendations, and just have fun talking about all aspects of professional wrestling. The Chick Foley Show drops every Friday morning and is available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back, you cool cats. It's time for your weekly extra credit where we bring you the extra cooler top three from the week that was in pro wrestling. And we are 10 days removed from WrestleMania. Well, 10 plus days removed from WrestleMania, depending on when you're listening to this. But it's story number three for this week. And no, we're not going to go into a long-term recap. There's no sense in doing that. But we get the opportunity to gloat a little bit because in episode 11, we each picked a match that we were excited for and four and a half out of four and a half delivered. And, uh, you know, Jim, Jim was a little, was a little hesitant to, to go and really put his flag in the riddle Seamus match, man. But that was, that was worth it. That was seriously worth it. I almost regret not picking that as I do regret it a bit because I'm, I mean, Seth Cesaro, I think, was the trendy kind of show stealer pick, right? But Riddle, Sheamus, man, that it was delivered. a banger. It was a banger. And uh, even Sheamus going over, I was cool with it. Yeah, little, I'm not mad at it fight. for sure, especially with Hell, that bro kick finish, man. That was perfect ending. Yeah, well, one of those mania yeah. moments. Riddle ate it too, right? Like he <laughs> oh, got <yeah>. legitimately <laughs> hurt. And <laughs> those guys were, I think, content just beating the crap out of each other that entire match and it looked great on tv and i was super happy watching it so yeah i'll give myself a half pat on the back for after smackdown this past week and and seeing cesaro being put over in that that ufo how many times showed that like five or six times i think i was being obnoxious and i had it on the ipad as uh, my wife and i were watching tv and i kept texting matt like they just showed it for the fifth time just showed it for the sixth time (laughs) Man, and so you get the full point for the Cesaro Seth match, but uh, an extra half a point for the Riddle Sheamus, even though you were afraid of getting kicked off the show for picking. Yeah, it was, yeah. <laughs> picking so, Sheamus is always a dicey move on this yeah, show. Yeah, um, but we can potentially take a half a point away with the the fiend Randy Orton match now. For me, I'm going to defend Mike here. This was probably the most WrestleMania moment match of the entire weekend. Yes. But it just failed to deliver in the finish. And even more so in the following two Raws afterwards, where now the storyline makes no sense to anybody at this point in time. And there's a new doll uh, on Alexa's side. It's and unf- I don't, I don't really get unfortunate. it. It's really unfortunate. Yeah. It's- it's awful. It's, it's like awful. they don't know how to book the fiends. Like, uh, what? What are they doing? Like, come on, man. I, I keep saying with uh, Alexa. Now it sounds like she's getting ready to feud with the women again, um, which is cool. I'd rather her her be doing that. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what they're doing with the fiend. Is it a complete reboot? Um, I think this, the end of this as a feud with him and Orton and bliss is awful. I, I, it ruined the match for me. You're not wrong, but he also got him and bad bunny. were the only two that got like a WrestleMania entrance, which really think about it. Yeah. So the, the spectacle and the visuals and all of that were there. And that's why I think we can, we can teeter on that one point for this. Yes. No, a lot of people will, will battle us on that, but we'll at least take a half a point for Mike's uh, fiend Randy. Cause it was, it was captivating in the moment. 
and just the big air out of the balloon kind of moment at the end. It was but, fun as the lead dog, right? Just the lead yes, dog in WrestleMania. It was, house. it was definitely a lot of fun. It got people talking. You look back at that whole Sunday night, and man, if they did this match right, that that whole night would have been amazing. Um, the ending just sucked. It sucked. Right. right. Well, you can gloat about your Sunday night uh, call. Uh, Feel free. Yeah. Man, I am so happy because I basically booked this match since before the Royal Rumble. Uh, when they said Edge was going to be a participant, I predicted him winning. I predicted him going on to WrestleMania. And then I predicted and hoped that he would have lost to Roman. And I wanted Roman to go over. Man, no one's beating this guy. No one is going to beat Roman. There's no one on the Raw roster. No one on the SmackDown roster. No one in NXT. It's it's amazing. Let this guy hold the belt forever. As much as I hate you patting yourself on the back for like three months going right now, I uh, <laughs> I love it. I love the booking. I love it. That you, match was so right. much fun. So it's my turn to gloat now because to me, the entire weekend was stolen by Sasha and Bianca Belair. And man, I'm not sure if you guys saw, but there's a video going around the internet of Sasha on the outside of the ring like after the camera and just seeing how genuinely happy she was for what they did in that historic, you know, two black women in the main event and really just eating up the words of historic (laughs) main event that they've shoved down our throats, but it really was. And it was uh, a spectacle. It was awesome. The feat of strength with Bianca carrying her up up the steps was just so good. And that, that hair whip at the end. Yeah. Sounded the brutal. fact that my, my wife, who does not watch wrestling, she, anytime she's ever seen Bianca Belair, they, she's always said, why does nobody use her hair? Why does, mm-hmm. why? That's got to get in the way. And uh, it's pretty crazy that it took them this y- long to finally use the hair. Uh, it's like grabbing IRS's booking. tie. Yeah, right. <laughs> grabbing exactly. tie, man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, awesome. Well, we survived, guys. We made it through the 10-day extravaganza that was WrestleMania 37. So um, uh, congratulations on, on making it, everyone. <laughs> can I say, I used to be, you know, WrestleMania was his super long before they split into two nights. And then when they first pitched the two nights last year, it felt like, oh, I don't know about this. But they really pulled it off this year. And it was it's very digestible, I think. There were quick shows. You knew they started late, right? Right, Like at 8 o'clock. Eight. Yeah. And they ended on time. And it was it worked. It worked. It wasn't too much. You know? I heard it's going back to one night next year. Yeah. Well, hopefully they change that. Because yeah, two nights works. Kudos to WWE. It was, uh, as I think Kat said it, I was sports entertained all weekend. And that's what it's all about. Every match. So moving off into story number two from the week, it's AEW, man, sneaky, sneaky, putting up some really good shows over the last two weeks in the midst of a big WrestleMania week. I just love the storytelling that they're doing. They had the Bucks turn heel. You've got the inner circle story with Jericho and the pinnacle happening Mike Tyson shows up an amazing match with Darby Allen and Matt Hardy. And I don't know if it's just them being alone on Wednesday nights now. And if that's what has me, but I am on the end of the hook and all they have to do is reel me in. So I'm feeling that, that sway with myself. And I'm not sure if anybody else is really to the point that I'm at, but man, AEW put together some really impressive shows over the last two weeks. So story number two goes to them. You know, like we say, uh, there's just like so much wrestling that this point in our lives, I think we all need to pick and choose what we watch. I would put AEW as number three. You know, I I don't watch, (laughs) I watch NXT um, and then come SmackDown and then AEW. I'll dabble in a little bit here and there, but certainly raw Raw is unwatchable, as I've been saying. Um, please, for the love of God, everybody, stop watching Raw. Maybe maybe if everybody stops watching, they will put out some better product. All right, let's move back to WWE and the unfortunate Black Thursday that um, now April 15th, the last two years, has come with some major cuts over the WWE roster. Let me just say Days like this make me hate WWE for just, uh, you know, some of the talent that gets 
cut is just like, come on, and what it, are you doing? It's funny because some of these some of these people, like the Iconics and Samoa Joe and uh, exactly, know, Billy, yeah. Billy Kay in particular, had a moment on WrestleMania, and yeah, Samoa Joe it. was out there calling WrestleMania just days before. Yeah, and you see changes to the announce team where Samoa Joe is out of a job from that standpoint, and now out of a job in general. And man, I, I hope he pops up somewhere else. And I don't necessarily believe that AEW is, is really a fit for Samoa Joe at this point in time, but I'm sure he can walk in and cut promos totally and cut promos anywhere. Samoa Joe is the glaring one, right? Like that's the obvious, like they, you know, dropping a superstar an all time or probably like a few, I bet maybe a future hall of famer probably. Right. But Billy Kay grinds your gears because, you know, I, I, the Royal Rumble, I watched the Royal Rumble. We watch it with people who don't like wrestling usually. And my wife in particular, who sort of likes it, but <laughs> the K is on this, Billy's K is on the screen. And, you know, one who doesn't like wrestling doing something like that is paying attention half of them. But now Billy K got someone's attention during the Royal Rumble. She's doing like the sign, you know, I'm going to be your partner or whatever, like sign me up thing. And like, that's talent. Like that's talent. You're drawing, yeah. you're getting eyeballs on the screen. And like the Iconics had the tag team championship moment of, at WrestleMania a few. Right. So back why, and, so, so why, why are they doing this though? Like why, why are you up. going to, you're going to split up the Iconics and then put them in put, other tag teams. Right. No, but, but forget about putting them in other tag teams. You're splitting up the Iconics, but then you're putting together people like Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler, and Natty and Tamina, who, good God, if you're listening and you are a fan of Natty and Tamina as a tag team or on your television, you might as well hit that unsubscribe button. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like, come on, man. Um, we're putting together women to create tag teams when you've already got a, a an upper echelon team in Peyton Royce and Billy Kay. I, I, I don't get it. It's They're entertaining uh, let the, yeah. at least God. Let the, and let the tag teams be tag teams. Right. And what I, the worst thing to me is now that like future endeavors become like this cliche and they still use that. Like they, where they say, right. we wish them best. And it's like, I, I would hate yeah. that so much if I was, among the talent and that I got that message. I'd be like, that's a double middle finger stone cold. Like that's like so degrading I find. And from a company that's making more money than they've ever made before. The last one of this list that I wanted to talk about, and I think I may have been most disappointed over was the potential that I thought and hoped Chelsea green would be. And just that hot mess character that she had on the Indies and in Impact and all of that, I thought being able to bring that to NXT or to WWE in some capacity would have been really yeah. awesome. So it was sad to see her go. But on a positive light, we have Mike. You're you're Colts fan. Uh, you've got Pat McAfee yep. on the desk now, sitting side by side with Michael Cole. So I thought that was an interesting move, and he's he's certainly a personality. He's certainly going to be able to succeed there. And I, I hope that he can stay out of his own way and yeah. uh, be successful. Does it even la- does it, does he make it to next WrestleMania as <laughs> behind that desk? Cause I'm going to go with no. Who knows what they're, uh, what they're going to do with him, whether it's keeping him on behind the table or get him out there, wrestle. Yeah, who, who, who the hell knows? One thing I could guarantee you about, Pat McAfee's going to wear dumbass jogger pants the entire time. So <laughs> shorts, maybe, you know, yeah, shorts, maybe. Oh, yeah, Pat McAfee. <laughs> my, my initial thought was uh, Adam Cole losing to Kyle O'Reilly at takeover. Then you see Pat McAfee added to SmackDown. I was expecting to see Cole coming to the SmackDown roster and there's still time that could potentially yeah, happen. Still, exactly. But, uh, that might no. be the uh, segue, the entry point, but it could, it could certainly be interesting. So I, I, no. I I'm interested to see where this all goes. Nick is not obviously, but <laughs> no, stay in NXT, Adam, stay in NXT. But that is it for our extra credit this week, short and sweet. And Nick, why don't you take us home? Oh, daddy. Oh, that's it for, for episode 12, the Extra Cooler Show, head to our Instagram story, vote on that Kane match. Man, Mike, if these don't deliver, 
you're going to owe us big time. You're going to be buying the cans and the cooler for episode <laughs> 14 if they don't. Uh, don't forget to follow and check out the Pod Foundation on social media at Pod Foundation on Twitter and Instagram. And of course, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Extra Cooler and on Twitter at Extra Cooler Show. As usual, don't forget to follow, subscribe, rate, review, and tell all of your friends about the Extra Cooler Show available wherever you get your podcasts. See you in two weeks. Ow! Have mercy. Suck it. You really are eye candy for the chicks, dude. Extra.